Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Divorce the First Six Months. I'm your host, Peter Maestri, and today we have the pleasure of having Kelly Redfield on the show. Um, Kelly is a photographer, a world entrepreneur. She is a life coach, a mother of two beautiful girls, and we're going to get to meet her and learn a lot more about her. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show and being a yes to this conversation. Absolutely, Peter. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, it's a pleasure. Anytime that I get a chance to have a conversation with you, it's phenomenal. Kelly, let's start off with what the first six months were like for you. What do you remember? I know that it's been at some time. Maybe you can start us off with that, like letting us know how long it's been since you've been divorced. Yeah, so I've been divorced eight years. And um, the background on that is that we met very young. We were 14. So we were childhood sweethearts. He was the only person that I ever dated. And we went through a pretty long dating process uh, over seven years before we married. But we did marry young. We were only 21. He was 22 when we married. Um, you know, the growing up with someone in that way and being having uh, your whole teenage years unfold with a partner is pretty intense because you have dramas as a teenager. And we had a lot to navigate. We also had, you know, the Southern culture. We're from Alabama. So we had a lot that we had to work out. And we did decide to marry because we didn't really feel like our families let us be adults until we married. We couldn't live together. Um, his family even went, you know, I didn't go on vacations with them. So it was this way to take our relationship to the next level. But we didn't necessarily understand what that meant um, because we're looking at it from teenage eyes. And so it was, um, trials and tribulations to say the least, uh, but we were best friends and we worked it out as we went. Um, married 10 years together and we did, we had two little girls together. Um, again, though, as a way of just being in the world in the Southern culture, it felt that that was what we should do. So that's what we did. And of course we're so beyond blessed to have these kids together. Um, that gave the first six months a whole tough thing to navigate. Um, a lot of pain around separating uh, for more than one reason. There was like a codependency that was built between the two of us um, because we didn't have a lot of relationship experience outside of just the two of us. We built our identities around each other. And so we had to navigate um, <laughs> the separation, not only a physical separation, but also an emotional separation. And then we were scared for our kids. You know, what does dating life bring into the mix? Who is he gonna marry again? Or who am I gonna marry again? So there was a lot of fear around that separation that really turned into grief for me for the next six month process of separating. So, you know, it was, it was a tough time. We just did our best to navigate that process. So it was a lot going on. What was the turning point? Like, when was the moment? Um, do you remember the moment when it was like, okay, now is I know that this is heading towards divorce? 
we decided to have a pretty long separation, um, at least a year and a half before we actually signed papers, but we were separated and we're, we're no longer romantically involved. And we were just navigating because our kids were still very young, uh, five and two, when we decided to separate. Um, Thank God it was a really natural process for both of us. We had just gotten to a point where we couldn't be healthy anymore together and fighting way too much. Um, I really came, you know, I was 30. Okay. So, you know, we got married when I was 21, married, you know, then nine years. And there's a, there was just a place where I knew that I didn't know who I was without. And that was starting to show up in my adult life where I couldn't, you know, I was, needing him to do everything and it, we had gotten in he's a very he's an extrovert he's a power source human being he's he's very uh, magnetic big personality and so it just made it really easy for me I'm a little bit more not necessarily shy but not extroverted I'm you know it was easy for me to lean on him and starting I didn't build a muscle to take care of myself by myself so by the end of the marriage it was just I was depending on him way too much and it started to show up where I just, I didn't even know what I thought about things anymore. It got to where I was asking for him not only to do things for me, but also to sort of even think for me, we had like mind melded to a place that just wasn't healthy for me personally. So that natural, (laughs) there was a natural moment where not only were we unhappy, where we felt like we weren't showing the children a healthy, loving relationship. There was a deep desire for me personally to find out who this girl is without him. And that was some of the motivation that helped me push through, you know, to see the divorce through because it was very, very hard to separate. What do you find that was the, the point where you realize that it's like, okay, we have kids, so we have to keep them in mind. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? Yeah, it was my experience from when my parents divorced um, that there was, I experienced some pain around that, around not being able to see my mom in certain circumstances that I needed her and not being able to see my dad and him just be in the house with us. Um, and so my concerns were, you know, that, that we would have to do this co-parenting thing in a healthy way where we were going to put the kids first and be um, way more present to what their needs were. Um, So I, I felt like if, if we can try really hard to just pay attention to what their needs are and pay attention to um, my ex is so good. Now today he calls three times a day and checks in. He's very present with them. Um, And he also has them, uh, 12 days a month. So they just get a lot of dad experience. My, I grieved that I couldn't do better, that I couldn't make this work so that we could all be in the, in the same house. It was, we had, we knew that we had to separate because the life that they would have with us together would not be actually what they deserve from us. We could do better apart and as friends. So that's where we came to. That takes a big, like, you have to be really big inside of the conversation. What are some of the things that you channeled or that you worked through that allowed you to have that space with your ex? 
because you're going through a divorce. So I can only imagine that that escalates, you know, the, the emotional factor and, and the separation, but to make that decision for the kids, where did you have to stand to get strength from? Well, my dad ended up talking to me about, you know, okay, if the marriage is done, if, if you can, if you've gotten to a place where you cannot continue, he said, I want you to see a therapist together and consider it. Think of it like divorce therapy. You're going to go in and talk about what went wrong. You're going to go in and talk about how you want to move forward, but not just pulling ideas out of the sky, like talk to a professional that might know something about it. And we did that for six months. And it was, you know, the nice thing about it was built from that, the conversations we had with our therapist, we found that we really do unconditionally love each other and support each other. And the therapist talked about, you know, childhood sweethearts, if you will, that is really uncommon for that to work out because, I mean, for the long term, because you build habits on how you fight and what triggers the other person so young without any other life experience that you carry on you know, we're 25 having arguments like we're 16. Mm. So he helped us unravel that a little bit to give us some tools and some language that could start to move our relationship from these 16 year old kids that have just been fighting for years to adults that have the best interest for their children. I wanted my kids to be proud of us. I wanted them to have an example. If they find themselves in a situation not only are they not stuck there, but they have an example of something beautiful that can transpire from something that's very sad. So that was in both of our hearts as we moved forward. We, the toughest part was hashing out what days they, he got them, what days that I got them, um, all the legals. That was the hardest part. And really when that ended, we had a roadmap or a script to go off of. So a lot of the arguing stopped. You know, we 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 got um, in a groove in life uh, from that script that we developed with lawyers, and it helped us a lot. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.